Do you know where the song Moon River comes from? Oh, see, I was just singing Moon River because somebody posted on Facebook uh, a scene from Fletch. He was getting his prostate exam. Yeah, I, I couldn't record him singing that because we'd get sued. Yes. Can we even mention the song? No. So it's from a movie. Yeah, it's from a famous movie that okay. people know. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, this is a quiz show. <laughs> oh, Andy's not here. John's quiz show. <laughs> well, we could change it. it it's a much... L- <laughs> it's a much lamer version of Andy's quiz show. There's only one question. I have a question for you. Why are you still listening to Time to Lean and Here's the Song? Episode 71. The first episode of Season 8. John and Phil are joined today by Rob K, special guest, Emeritus. Uh, I don't know. That's the only question. It, sound, it, it does sound familiar. But I don't know. Is it a Western? No, it's called Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, all right. Breakfast at the Tiffany Corral. That would be a lot better. Oh, maybe I'm we shouldn't not, have started. I, I am a, a Breakfast at Tiffany's denier. <laughs> denier? You don't like it? <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not a fan of it. I, 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 I sort of understand why people like it, but it has some problems and if you know the movie you know it's audrey hepburn one of her big ones right and i think george papard who's the 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 guy in it (laughs) is just lame and i don't think it's very funny and it has this awful awful sequence with her landlord who's played by mickey rooney playing a chinese character oh jesus it's really awful (laughs) And I think it was probably kind of awful in the 1960s, too. But it it is just cringeworthy. Oh, I think I think it's known (laughs) for I think it made her. I mean, I think she did a good job in it. People. Well, it's very iconic, you know, that everyone, everything else sucked in the movie except her. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really George I, I, I. you know, yeah, he's he's just kind of limp, and yeah, the movie he was okay in in the A team, but that's about it. <laughs> I forgot about the A team. He, he <laughs> How did could this you movie? He did this movie in the in the later sixties <laughs> called The Blue Max, which was okay. A that sounds familiar. My, favorite of my dad's. It's a World oh, War One flying ace movie. Okay, and he's actually good in that one. Oh, all right, but he's just kind of bleh. And next to Audrey Hepburn is who is so you know suave and and stylish and everything. It doesn't sound like a good pairing. I just don't understand why she hangs out with him. Right, it's just it's not just believable. Not a movie I, I connect with at all. But whatever, <clears throat> it's fine. A lot of people like it. I just have have to. I disagree. I politely disagree. So this oh. might be another episode where we just talk about waiting for a guest while we're waiting yeah, for I a guest. Yeah, I did get a message this time from special guest Robert K. Yeah. Um, and he said, screw you gonna... guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm Losers. I'm just kidding. Um, that he's coming on in a few minutes. The nanny said he's just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember uh, you did a song once called I'm Just Kidding? Yeah, have we ever put that on here? No, no, we haven't recycled that one. Oh, we could put I, it on here. I'm not here. sure we want to. <laughs> Maybe we could remake it, though. I'll listen to it and see. 
Well, I, I went through John's a phase it, where I, think. I would I would say something and then I'd <laughs> say I'm just kidding a lot because sometimes I I went through kind of a dry dry comedy phase or something. I don't know. So well, I just that, went, that's the school of comedy where you 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 say something awful and then oh I'm just kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't racist or anything. <laughs> no, it's not like that. <laughs> not like, like the uh, the assholes today. Oh, it was just a joke. Yeah, I saw, this was way before that, and it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, no. Decades yeah. ago. It was, oh, my. It was, yeah, yeah, I don't. I think it was sort of improvised, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So it may not be. Some, sometimes it works. I think it, it has two and, chords. And... Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Oh, oh it's a fuzz. That, I, want, I can't always remember it, but... So around here, it could be could be the fuzz. It could also be an ambulance or a fire truck. I we have suppose. all three based near me. They have, they have three different signs. I'm very there, well they? projected. They don't have the neener neener. No, see that that's what the, one of them ought to do the the European style. I think. I think they should all have different yeah. uh, different and signs, you, so you, you knew. Know. So I, if I, you're I recording I, a I, podcast, you could tell the difference. I think some people probably do know the difference. Oh. I'm not up on that. Some people are on their uh, radio scan or their their police scanners all night. Gotta fire up the Bearcat. Gotta see what's oh what's what crimes going on. They, can you still listen in on the police radios? People talk about it on our uh, neighborhood page sometimes. <laughs> of course they do. Because <laughs> because somebody will be like, oh, "What was that noise?" And then I say, "Well, nothing's on the police scanner," you know. So I don't know. It's kind of amazing they can still, first of all, that you can just buy a radio and listen, but that that it's not, I don't know, encrypted, or you can just get a radio that picks it up. It's maybe they, maybe they the, have better security than that. Maybe the police put out like a a fake thing to distract it's uh, just a robbers that talks about exciting things. You know, actually, though, I do remember. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's a different kind of podcast. Please cast false false crime podcast false crime podcast that's a good idea <laughs> yeah um so I but I remember I remember during the uh, oh the after the the aftermath of George Floyd um, people were talking about how other people were using the police scanners to see where the police were and then they were going somewhere else or something I don't know to to do these little. So apparently, micro. in some capacity, it's still a thing. Maybe, yeah. But why? Yeah, why can't that be? Or why shouldn't it? Maybe Rob would know. Is he on now? I'm on now. Oh, he's changed. <coughs> Welcome, <coughs> guest Robbie K. Turn your mic up, man. Uh, or maybe you're too old. You sound old just, tonight. I think I'm just old. I, I I discovered I had a second prostate this morning. <laughs> I of prostates, a um, what a, whatever our, <clears throat> our old friend Bob Dole. <laughs> oh, yeah, he That's died. Terrible. He didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve Dying? to die. He no, was old. Well, no, he, <laughs> he didn't long, deserve the the, the awful life. comments. <laughs> How does my I, audio sound? You, you it, sound a little distant. Yeah, you, you you're a little distant, Rob. Have you heard that before from the ladies? 
Oh, turn turn up the sound. Uh, How many ladies call, are there? It's what you call sexy indifference. <laughs> yeah. There's our title. Hey, I, there's I the title. That. I stole that from Jason Bateman. That's what he oh. he talks about that on his his podcast. Oh, that he does with Will Arnett and who, who oh. doesn't have a podcast? Yeah, with um, Will Arnett. So what's what's Zencaster? We're not supposed to mention the name of the. Oh no, it's just this web service I use, so I can have multiple people at once without having to do all this stuff. It's a nice tool. <clears throat> we haven't started recording. Yet. Oh no, yeah. no, no I, I am recording. What? <laughs> um, yeah. Remember when the old days where you could do stuff with a bunch of people and not have an app? Boy, we're just mentioning all, all kinds of names yeah, here. I'll cut that stuff I think off. no, for I don't real. Think, does it matter? Well, they aren't giving me money. Why should I mention their brand no, names? I don't know. Let's talk about Screwball again. Get a special screwball HHK whiskey. Oh, shit. Screwball. If you use the code promo code HHK. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> TTL. We We've been missing missing something there. Well, welcome, Rob. <laughs> Uh, long long time fr- friend of the show, and I, I think he, infrequent I think, listener. How how often have you been on the show now? Is this the fourth time? Uh, yes, third. this is the fourth. I think. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> well, okay. Well, you're you're late. So, what are you drinking? You know, I didn't have time to assemble a cocktail, so I'm just drinking Elijah Craig with ice. Okay. Solid, uh, solid choice. Uh, I think that's an appropriate choice, which I'll get to later. Oh, Ooh. I'm just drinking Jim Beam on ice because I forgot I didn't have anything and I had to rush over to the corner store, get one of those uh, half pints and uh, hmm. and get a gym and some Jimbo. They don't have a big of as big of a selection of the smaller bottles, but that's fine. Jimbo. On ice, white so, white, lab, white label Jimbo. Yeah, just regular. It okay. tastes kind of to me now. It kind of tastes like uh, a little spicy Kool Aid or something. Does it have the, uh, the there? There's a I've mentioned this before, I'm sure, but th- there's a whiskey reviewer who claims he picks up um, fruit punch from a lot of the Jim Beam variants. No, stop saying variant. And ever since I heard, I know it's suggestibility, but I swear he's right about it. Hmm. There's there's some kind of fruit punch yeah. smell going on, or maybe it's, so, you know it's in the flavor actually. Like when even after it. you said that, I I I still don't. So, no, but that's good because you, know, you don't want to have that. Teach their own. It does. I don't know. It's it's kind of. You know, when I came out at the liquor store, uh, I caught this huge whiff of a spliff or something. Somebody was. What's a ooh, spliff? I got Spliffs. like a contact high. Spliff is like. Uh, <clears throat> Marijuana. John did not grow up watching Cheech and Chong. Right? Okay. Well, <laughs> you're soaking in it. No. <laughs> I I did put no. CBG CBG CBGBs <laughs> CBGBs. Yeah. I like the CBGB <laughs> oil. I put on my. Uh, I got a CBGB cream. It's like you get get the talking heads or blondie or. I don't know. Speaking of which, speaking of uh, marijuana, <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed because I was listening to the last episode, not the, I'm talking about the reunion episode. Oh. So the penultimate 69. episode. 69. 
number 69. <laughs> and ha- I think I was halfway through the episode before I realized that it you was that Dave, far. David Dirksen and not David Daniels, who is on the podcast. Different oh, David. David, yeah. David D they're... has not been a guest yet. Yet. No, I don't know. I think he would. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. they're totally different David D's. On the list, I mean. You know, I knew that, but I still was confused. <laughs> I'm always confused. Oh, I'm laughing like Greg K tonight. Okay, so I'm drinking... What are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking all the things. <clears throat> an appropriate, another appropriate liquor for tonight's subject. Um, Keeper's Heart Irish and American Whiskey. Oh. Irish. You know, I had to find something Irish, and I had one shot of this stuff left in a bottle. It's the only Irish thing I had in the house. Is that is that the whiskey that's the house thing at the yep, place we went? O'Shaughnessy's we, or O'Shaughnessy's uh, in North uh, or Southeast Minneapolis. Oh, our waiter was really, really. Uh, Which we visited lately. Knowledgeable. No, I thought um, we were going to say hi. No, he was he was uh, definitely a whiskey geek. You 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 can't fling a cat around here without uh, uh, hit, everybody's high. Oh no no I thought oh you were... oh, oh okay I thought you, were... <laughs> you know what I've realized I, so uh, you guys have such you developed such a patter between the two of you that it you can you can fill airtime very well. <laughs> Without without a third person, and so well, whenever it's I also feel like edited, Rob, so. <laughs> nah, barely. Uh, but uh, I mean, that uh, was a comment. Wow, uh, it's so long. Anywho, I noticed that. Like you've you've developed that, and it's that way. It's sort of it's great, but it also means that a third person. I feel like I'm interrupting this this very serene kind of back serene. and forth. This sort of. No, we'll, we'll just we just have to find a different pattern. We'll get it. We'll get it down. Yeah, we'll get it down. Get it. We'll get, get it, it down. down. So Ooh. tonight, tonight's um, we have a subject. Although we can talk about other things, but this is our closest thing we're doing to a Christmas slash holiday special. This year, yeah, it'll be a Happy and New Year episode by the time it comes. Y- out. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think the Thanksgiving episode is out yet. This is more like a Valentine's Day special now. <laughs> <laughs> so haha that'll show, the people should be used to that by now but um it's been um commented before that uh, Phil has never seen the holiday classic it's a wonderful life yeah. which i'm sure he's probably not alone out there and depending on your age maybe it's common but i th- this was a good excuse to pressure Phil into finally I, watching. I finally it. said, "Okay, I'm going to watch it." And so before we, and you did, but before we jump into that, can I ask you, Phil, uh, as I interrupt your patter, yes. why? How did you resist slash avoid watching the movie all these years? Did you? Did you? I had other things going on. You had a, you had a life. That's what you're saying. <laughs> not, but not a wonderful life. No, it definitely wasn't a wonderful one. It was it was a life. You you weren't. It wasn't introduced at an early age like Robin me, like Taco John's. No, I I don't. I I know it was on, and, and in fact, one channel I think 
um, at some point. So I probably saw little bits of it, but one one channel in the old ye olden days would play it like all day long. Wasn't it one of the Turner ones or uh, something? Oh no, that's a Christmas Story. You're thinking? No, of. yeah, but there was another station I seem to recall oh, would I'd play it's a wonderful life all day. That anybody played it all day long? Could be wrong. Are we going to get into the the reason? One of the reasons why it's become such such a classic. Well, we should have some background to it. I mean, it's, of... it's like the seventy fifth well, anniversary okay. so, or yeah. some crap. Well, maybe you could explain why. It's easy to see why if if your parents didn't watch it every year at home or something, whatever reason, that at some point you just say, "Why would I want to watch this?" Well, and, and then you, you tend to avoid things that are that are super well known. <laughs> I I do. Everyone else saw it, <laughs> like so I was like, every, <laughs> everyone else was watching it, so I wasn't going to. It's contradictory. I I don't know. I don't know. I I have a hard time explaining this kind of thing. I think to y'all, I think. I, um, I, I, you're not going to like to hear this, but, um, Jimmy Stewart's voice in movies can sometimes annoy me. I'm just going to say that. I'm sorry. But it, sometimes he gets into that, or, you know, it's just too much. Phil, it's okay. You're not offending me at all. Okay. Well, I didn't think I would offend what? you. I'm offended. Oh, Mr. Potter, I'd like a prostate exam. No, but, uh. <laughs> I'm going to run for the Senate. <laughs> I've got a second prostate. <laughs> well, that devolved quickly. It's terrible. That's a terrible mister. Um, no, no, Phil, Senator. really, it's okay. You, you, my, my wife finds Jimmy Stewart very irritating, too. I have to say, though, that this movie was not... That, that wasn't a problem, this one. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. No, his, his, his voice... His his uh he didn't he he didn't get into all that so much you know it wasn't like he had a fake stutter or something it was just it was more straightforward I thought I don't know he he does he Jimmy Stewart as an actor as much as I enjoy him at times had had this reputation of uh, he he had like an acting bag of tricks or mannerisms that he would use yeah. that got kind of wore out their welcome and I I think he it got worse in his later movies. Um, Which I probably was more familiar with, things like that. Um, but but sometimes uh, it's really interesting when he does not do that. Yeah, and that that's um, you know look at something well, like the Hitchcock films, things like that. Which well, I well right, I loved him in those when I went through my Hitchcock phase. But yeah, so yeah, yeah okay, I, this was anyway. this was different too than that. So yeah, okay, yeah. So there, did that answer the question? No. And, and Rob, yeah. you were probably going to get into the fact that one of the reasons why the film got so popular is that it was made. This is where I bl- bl- ramble on about uh, the history of the cinema. <laughs> and but Frank Capra, who I've talked about because I read one a, a biography of his, and and at that time we talked about this movie. Yeah, we we probably did, and but. He, this was a, his first film after World War II when he and a couple of other directors formed an independent uh, movie studio, basically. So they wouldn't be uh, under the thumb of one of the big moguls at the time. And this was his big movie at that time. And years later, um, the rights to it basically fell into the public domain. So that means yeah. 
accidentally. It, yep. So, yeah, very, yeah. very much so. I, th- I think, and nobody gave a shit about it for, uh, there was a couple of decades in there when it, it was kind of a of, bomb when it first came out, I think. Yeah, it did not make a lot of money and he didn't have another big film after that. It was kind of his, it, it was basically his swan song as far as a, a, a good movie goes. But um, as soon as it fell into the public domain, which I think was in the 1960s, um, TV stations needed, you know, they wanted free stuff to put on the air. So they started running it and everybody loved it. And, and it, it just became this, this thing everybody watched every year. And then at some point, I believe what happened was it got recopyrighted because it was based on a story on a greeting card is what I understand. <laughs> the, the, like uh, a really short story. I mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that, that is the state of the person who wrote that claim copyright over the thing and it and it's very much under copyright again it's and then really it went to the hallmark that. channel <clears throat> just about no so, so yeah rob what 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 or you couldn't say what you were going to say but, but my, it was one on of my TV questions all is, the time though was that was it really was soaking in, 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 in if you grew up yeah, at a certain so, time it was on all the time every year i think your your memory phil of it being broadcast you know back to back all day long may have been true at some point it was uh like on christmas day who knows um well what what did your so i i've gathered that your family this was a really um fond movie movie for all of your family i believe so i I just kind of curious our our dad really liked it um and and we watched it almost every year i think yeah. Right, yeah. Well, I, I think I remember the first time I watched it. So I was lying on the living room carpet, you know, because that's what we had to do when we watched TV as a family. Oh, sure. Yeah. So we had this process. You know, how big was the TV, John? Uh, 19 like inches. 19 inch TV. <laughs> and he remembers. I'm lying on the, on the carpet, cra- you know, craning my head up and watching it. And yep. um, <laughs> I do remember, I think my first reaction to the movie was that <clears throat> I was old enough to to definitely identify with George Bailey's aspirations to get yeah, out of Bedford you've... Falls, right. And to, uh, and to travel and see the world and be oh, cosmopolitan. Sure. Yeah. And I, and I really identified with, it. and so as the movie progressed and I, I saw what happened, I sort of, I was resisting, you know, resisting until the end. And then I thought, okay, this is, this is a decent way for this to end. You know, it's like his wife, his life was not, wasted because he didn't do those things that he wanted to do that I wanted to do. And so I thought it was okay, but I think, um, you know, as, as I've watched it over the years, I think the, the message is at first I, you know, I, I thought, you know, this is a good message. And then I kind of thought, you know, well, there's more, there's more darkness and ambiguity here. Mm -hmm. And it really is genuinely a tough it's a dilemma, right? What, which way you come out on his, the choices that he makes in his life is, is not, you know, I don't necessarily think that there is, is a right answer. You know, like he, if he decided to say farewell to Bedford Falls, you know, and just say, screw you guys, I'm, I'm getting out of here and go and build things. And, you know, and Rob, that, that becomes, um, that's one of the things that I still find rewarding about the film Yeah, that, that I still like to, in fact, I watched it um, just, um, well, I finished it today, actually, 
for this, even though I've seen it a million times, but I, I still find rewarding about it is because of the way it is more complex. And a lot of the, there, there's a lot of interesting ways you can read the movie, which I'll get into a little bit more, but the, the choices that George Bailey has to make are not cut and dried necessarily. Even, even when um, Mr. Potter offers him this dream job, yeah. Midway through the film, that was a good scene. You know, it's 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 great because, and, and then of course, it just the way it's it's tightly written written that way that he 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 blows up at Potter, and you know it, it's very funny. That goes for you too, yeah. <laughs> <It's like that. laughs> and and storms out, and then he goes home, and his wife is pregnant. Right after Potter had predicted, like, well, if a if a child comes along and you won't yeah, even be able to save anybody, you won't be able to save that ten dollars. It's just it's just lined up perfectly like I, that, and he's just you know, of course, it's replaying over in his head. It's really, really well done that I, way. But but really, I mean, all of us have had. I guess when I was watching it, it made me. I don't live in the past, and I don't, I don't, I don't. I try not to live in that should have done, would have done kind of thinking because that's not productive, but. Um, all of us have made choices, you know, in our lives and, and you, and you, you can't help but think sometimes, what if I would have done this instead? Cause you can kind of, you can kind of see, it's like a choose your own adventure book, but I mean, it's life, <laughs> but I'm not going to try yeah. to get too philosophical here, but I mean, any, any of us, all of us have made these choices as we, as we become adults and get older and older and older and then goddamn old. And my knees are hurting. But anyway, maybe my knees wouldn't hurt if I would have made a different choice back then. <laughs> and my, I wouldn't have I two prostates. You, <laughs> no, but yeah. eh, I I don't know. It, it, it really makes you think. And and actually, my wife Jody watched it with me last night. And, and uh, she had only probably seen bits of it, too. Mm, okay. Somehow both of us were shielded from or sheltered or <laughs> from the movie. Oh, but uh, it, it really... It, 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 I have to say, I'll just say in a nutshell, it, 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 it was impactful and it was, uh, it, uh, it, it, it makes you think, um, it, it, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of heavy. <laughs> I mean, but the one, the one thing that stood out is with this wishes thing, you know, you make a wish, he made a wish that this and that would happen, but his, uh, his, uh, the gal, can't remember the character's name. Mary. 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 How could I forget that? Connor um, Reed's character, yes. Yeah. So basically, she made a wish and it it her wish came true and he wasn't able to go out and see the world. That's what that's what the movie's really about. The, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, <clears throat> it is, it is, right? I you know, I think I, I remember thinking that as a kid. Like, well, why does her wish get to come true, but his his wishes don't? <laughs> yeah yeah you, you could read it as like he settled she did not well she probably did too but well uh, no, well okay we'll get into the i you know <laughs> the other part, other mary okay. hatch stuff <laughs> no there there are a lot of there's there's a lot there's more to unpack in this movie than i was expecting but there's a, there's a lot to unpack and 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 you know we won't probably be able to get to all of it tonight but um it it really it really surprised me. I mean, I uh, I I I get it. I can see why people liked it. It was it was. Uh, I also I also was surprised that the angel didn't show up until like two thirds into the movie. 
you know, I thought that would be like, he'd be showing up right away, you know, like in a modern or like in most movies at that time or whatever, you know, like damn Yankees or something. I mean, the, 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 whatever this other catalyst that shows up almost right away. But this is like too, I mean, okay. There's an introduction where they get the uh, exposition out of the way, but I don't know. You know, that is a really odd, the genre of that sort of, you're right. That, of that sort of, um, Oh God or whatever. Right. Yeah. Is where, and and that's, I'm just sorry to interrupt Rob, but there, there's a, um, a, a web reviewer who reviews a lot of old movies that I really like his writing. And he refers to this genre mini genre as film blanc as opposed to film noir. Oh, so well, that, okay. that's, that's the, uh, the, basically what it means is that it's any kind of um, film where there, there's a heavenly structure or, set up or something like that um again heaven can wait warren Beatty is a great example of that and well, what were you going to say rob you were going to say uh well the, but yeah. even so i even within that genre uh the intervention occurs at, sort of at the you know in, it's the inciting incident of the of the story is the intervention and you know like in he- heaven can wait i think he doesn't he die like early on and then he gets to live yeah. in the, mm-hmm. the, the first 30 seconds other. you know or or oh god i think is another yeah god john denver's up. got his little pacer or whatever and he's driving around yeah um, no um heaven can wait uh warren Beatty's character is killed but he it was a mis- like they they pull away his soul too early and he was supposed to live yeah and so yeah. they have to put him back yeah it's, it's they, they it, pulled out too early <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they literally do, and yeah, that—that's the. It, it's kind of a heaven could wait, but it, I couldn't. <laughs> heaven is not infallible, but put it that way. Um, there, there's a really speaking. This uh, guy who mentioned the film Blanc thing had. A, I, I want to just read a tiny bit of this because I think it's really fun. Well, what's his name? Who's the, uh, we can, we can his tell. Glenn Erickson. He, okay. he writes this website. I'll put it in the notes called Cine Savant. Okay. And he, he's, he, I think he's really good. At, he, he has one of the better kind of modern re, <laughs> retakes on this movie. But um, th- this, this is it here that I really get a kick out of. Just as an exercise, it would be fun to write an alternate universe fascist version of It's a Wonderful Life told from Henry Potter's point of view. Potter only wants to bring order and frugality to an impossible mongrelized population. <laughs> and that upstart pipsqueak Bailey keeps gumming up the works. <laughs> the, but the reason I point that out, it's a joke, obviously, but that a lot of the things that Potter says, the critiques he's right about, about like, like why, why, like should, should a, a basically a savings and loan be giving out mortgages because um he says shoots pool with the bailey with the employee yeah. and he can buy get a mortgage <laughs> yeah and the thing is he's kind yeah. of right and just like he's kind of right of. about george in that other scene so he, that, he sums it, he sums him up well but that doesn't mean he's right i guess is well, no I mean. yeah but but he is correct <laughs> that that you know the the, the business dealings are are, are are a little bit shaky and if you if read from a different point of view 
it's it, that that's that's another uh, depth that the the film has that I really enjoy. You know, it's um, <clears throat> I was going to talk a little bit about why I think this film is resonates so much with our family. And but right. <clears throat> I do right. think there is something, you know, there's a story here also about, you know, small business versus, you know, the the era of, you know, mega corporations and, you know, the Mr. Potter represents the future and the building and loan is the past, right? It's <laughs> okay. Right. The community, you know, members of the community working together and, and it's small potatoes, but it, it makes a big difference. But he's like, he's what will happen in the future, right? So it's, you know, and I think that, um, yeah, so the flip side of the Bailey, you know, what's great about it is that giving somebody a chance because, you know, they're, they're a good person, you know, even though they don't, they have terrible credit, you know, and flip side it's of that is his that, brains all day. As he yeah, says. it's around his brains all day. And then you have, <laughs> you have a pivotal character, Uncle Billy. Uncle Billy is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> terrible yeah, he, he loses eight grand. He's drunk and, all the time. Yeah, no, he, Uncle yeah. Billy, I mean, I, I mean but he's, as, as he's we'll family, into, right? As we'll so, get into the, 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 the late section, but it's made clear that if it wasn't for George, he, he, he would be completely like he's in an insane asylum. Yeah. Jeez. yeah. In, in that losing his alternate business. universe. But his decisions George, like George Bailey's decisions throughout the movie to to side with you know these flawed people is eventually leads him into wanting to kill himself. You know, it's like it's he makes choice after choice after choice, and eventually yeah. it catches up with him. And Rob, also, I'll, I'll, but I'll then also at the end, quick. also at the end, there's this huge payoff though, which I don't think is realistic i think we all make these we all make these decisions in our lives that we compromise things you know and maybe if we're after our death or you know that we have we have some nice things said at our funeral or maybe before that we get some accolades for the sacrifices we've made i'm not i'm not i sound like i'm projecting too much here but i I don't know if i don't know if that payoff is (laughs) is completely realistic i interrupted you john i'm sorry no, no, I was going to make a, a little quibble with the uh, Mr. Potter being the future because I, and obviously he's the Mr. Scrooge of this of the story. Now, the there's a Christmas term. Carol parallel going on, although here. he doesn't have any redemption. <laughs> so that's a little no. different. But um, and who's that other, guy but, that stands behind him all the time? What's that about? Yeah, that, that, that's another question. There, there's a lot of uh, it's like Satan, um, his, his weird little manservant guy. There. I think it, um, I think it's a demon. But um, the the person who's really the future in this is Sam Wainwright, because he invent he, he forms a plastics sure. thing and makes yep. a fortune uh, as a war profiteer, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he, yep. he even tries to get George and Mary to throw their money into into his company. Which and they would have done considering well this was right before the depression. You know, maybe that wouldn't have been a great idea. I don't know, but apparently he he would have been rich. But Sam Sam Wainwright is is probably the most future okay yeah i see what you're saying i saw what rob was saying too though so i'm trying to think no no in the so there's three there's there's three things there's all kinds of time things going on here if you think about it well the 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 whole thing about frank capra's movies is and this is a prime example is that they're all a little muddled in what they're trying to say which makes them interesting to watch and talk about but they Mm -hmm. they they really don't have a 
um, they, they're not 100% sure on what side they're coming down. And the, the way I'll point this without blathering on all night about it is the fact that his movies tend to be thought of as being very populist. But if, if you read them closely, they're actually not. Because what a lot of them say is that the, the, the common people can't be trusted on their own. They need somebody like George Bailey or uh, somebody else in a, a, a Mr. Deeds or something like that. One of his other movies to the white um, savior. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it's not necessarily a white savior in, well, in a racist term, but it's, it's definitely yeah. a, a, a figure. <clears throat> some, something needs to help them out and keep he was them still from, white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well he, they're all white. Except, I mean, but notably his, his most prominent customer or, or you know, is, is Martini, right? The mm-hmm. garlic. Yeah. Eater. So it's yeah. you know it's about helping the the outsider the immigrant right the it, deplorables and, and it is and that was a, a deplorables it, it, but it, but it's really that that's a theme that comes back a lot that that Capra himself who who had a lot of control over his movies was very conflicted about because he came from immigrant Italian immigrant family and yeah. came you know built you know, it was a self made you know really built his own career in Hollywood but was always uncomfortable with it and insecure. So that shows and, up in the movies. And, 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 and yeah, and that makes it so fascinating, but it's also why it's a wonderful life is not as simple. And, and the fact and, and, and the whole, um, you know, if I'd never been born section, the dark part is oh. a prime example of that because society has gone to shit or without this it? one person there. It's like has an it alternate reality thing. <laughs> So this is where, so uh, there was a phase in the life of this sort of the the afterlife of this movie, right? Where there was the backlash, which is that people started to say, Hey, you know what? Pottersville is actually, it has this vibrant Mm -hmm. nightlife. You know, there's a, there's jazz. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, strip clubs. Okay. Okay. And, and so gambling that the two bars, okay. Um, there's Nick's and Martinis <laughs> and I would, I'd rather hang out at Nick's yeah, because right. it's, you know, you know, it's got Sheldon Leonard at the bar. He's great. He's really funny. And, oh, he's and an it's asshole. got that, that guy playing boogie woogie piano there. And it, now it's that's, great. And, yeah. and at Martinis, it's what, what are they drinking there? Maybe some shitty wine and the, the and you've got the, the woman from Snow White singing in the background, which I just learned recently you know, the Snow okay White. the music oh, at nick's is better we'll, did, did, we'll give you did that did you guys know that that the um there was a there's this little song with this ultra high soprano singing in the background and at, at martini's bar yes and that's, that's the same she sang the snow white i'm wishing song oh jesus from the walt disney movie and and you know <laughs> and, and and that making a wish thing he went three times to that machine at the drugstore mm-hmm. i wish i had a million I'm dollars make a wish or my, my all hot dog. dollars yeah, but um, yeah, the, ah. I, I would rather hang out at Nick's bar. Oh, I don't know. It was kind of <laughs> rough, John. I've been to yeah. some but, of these but, bars. But he, he, he drinks double bourbon. Double bourbon. Say, out you two pixies go. Out the door through the window. I'll have some mulled wine, please. <laughs> you pixies. <laughs> yeah, so there's, you know. There's so <laughs> many great lines in that, in that movie. And um, the other... Um, thing I'll, I'll i'll semi-quote from this reviewer um about some of the side characters there's or if you spend enough time thinking about them so like what is the sordid truth between be, behind 
poor Violet Bix Saturday nights. What the what's going on with her? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did Uncle Billy's transgressions drive his brother Peter to an early death? <laughs> and what exactly did Miss Davis need with seventeen dollars and thirty cents? <laughs> <laughs> She was very I, I just, exact that, with it, her grocery it bill. Calls out, it calls out the the, the way that um, late in the when when George just goes home and smashes up his house, and and he tells off the teacher and is really really an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> that he totally deserved to 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 get get punched. Okay, but here's the thing yeah. with that scene, right? So the guy, the the husband of the teacher, after he's like, my wife cried for an hour so after that i went to a bar <laughs> exactly because that's what men did you know they're like, oh, okay and that's and i'm they, sorry to a reward so much, for but... consoling his wife he gets to go to the bar this guy imagine imagines the home life of 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 miss of mr and mrs welch the teacher you know and that like you know the, about, like the, this this is just out of this review i was reading again like about how they they have no kids some angry parent called up and and made her wife made his wife cry and all that stuff and they're trying to have a christmas eve and mr welch stomps out to get drunk it sounds like something out of james joyce (laughs) except without the shit Uh, love it it's yeah it i find that really funny (laughs) all right i need to get some more ice so i'm gonna be right i'm gonna get a double bourbon then so (laughs) but but Aside from the socialist propaganda, I do want to. I do want to know more about why your family was so drawn to this movie. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll talk about that. Coming, we'll be right back. Is there anybody out there? Rob, you have a you have a choice to make. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you a story about what would happen if Rob Key. Wasn't born. <laughs> well, millions of lost. Did you already go to the bathroom? Very sad. Who? Did you Who? go already take a break? I had to check my <coughs> prostate. <clears throat> okay. I, I went to get ice. I didn't use the bathroom. Oh, okay. Taking Fine. a break. Welcome back to hour four of <laughs> Time okay. to Leave. Talking about Discussion a two-hour movie. Film. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there, Rob, there's a lot go. of theories, um, theories about this movie that because it, it supposedly had a really uh, difficult post-production that that they they couldn't quite get it right, and there there's some evidence that originally it did not play as a flashback structure like it does now. That it played that it was in right. straight chronological oh. order, so it doesn't so, start out yeah. with the heavenly people intervening. You know, which I think the only way that it does the late intervention does work is because you have that frame, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. all about his Clarence being prepared for to help George, and uh, you know. Yeah, it, it's actually a really uh, clever way to build that in, and, and it was probably something they could easily just accomplish with some effects and uh, voiceovers. And one of the things that I also that I, I before we get to the, the the family connection is is how much I, I just love Lionel Barrymore as Mr. Potter in this. 
he he really he he's so good. <laughs> he's almost a Muppet. <laughs> well, and the thing is, in real life, he he was uh, he couldn't walk. <laughs> he wasn't just playing a cranky old guy in a wheelchair. No, he had uh, a lot of health problems late in his career, and mm. oh. um, so so he wasn't. Yeah. But he uh, he couldn't walk his entire career, or just later in his career. No, later on he developed oh, okay. um, some <clears throat> problems, and he, there there are some movies where he he doesn't he he kind of stands and doesn't move around much because mm-hmm. it was so painful for him. Mm-hmm. Things like yeah. that, and this was pretty late in Lionel Barrymore's career, and yeah, he's obviously wheelchair bound, and pro- probably was, and, and of course it makes the character you know with the weird manservant and that crazy ass wheelchair he gets pushed around <laughs> all oh. that all that much better but no that was real let's make a movie from the viewpoint of the manservant oh okay mm-hmm. so speaking of servants that was one thing at the beginning of the movie they were very close to their servant the the family and uh at one point the um the, 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 the youngest yeah or housekeeper and the youngest uh yeah son um kind of chases her in the kitchen and i think he he spanks her well oh. we don't know yeah 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 when, when i don't know when the, she's it, the it one was that, a little that too familiar the the, the the immortal line that's why all kids should be girls <laughs> <laughs> and, they yeah, all will and, be eventually <laughs> well if they were then there wouldn't be any oh never mind <laughs> 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 There's a lot of good it's lines a, in there, a, and there's there's one a, line the, that you, the, it is so quotable. Yes, there's there's one line though that you you both had referenced, and I didn't associate. I just thought it was funny. I didn't know where it came from, and I can't remember it now. I should have written it down. But the the one we repeat the most is probably um, so the first. You know, I would say. Merry Christmas, Mister Potter, and and Rob would say Happy New Year to you in jail. <laughs> I think, yeah, maybe that was it. That's probably the one I would quote the most. All right, let let why why was it uh, again? Other than the socialist propaganda, what why why was this movie? Why did this movie connect to your family so much? Other than your dad liked it and it was something you watched every year. What what do you think were some other things? Rob? So I think the building and loan is those are the the arts organizations that, and, you know, public education that our family devoted itself to, you know, which were not, not, not lucrative, even though some people claimed at one point that they were (laughs) lucrative during the, uh, and great insurance troubles. But, uh, yeah. So it, you know, it's like this, this investment in, in education, you know, the arts, in in a community where it's not not valued as much as it should be valued. Sorry, Rapid City. Uh, and uh. instead, you just do it out of love, you know, for your <clears throat> well, because you love it, you know. But it, but also because it's you think it's important. Uh, and so, you know, uh, and I so th- that to me, I think is is why it has special resonance, although it clearly has resonance to many people. So it's not just our family, but I think there is a sense that people feel like they're, they're the little guys, you know, or little, you know, they're the ones who are building alone in the world of Mr. Potter's and, 
it's and, and I think I think our parents would would probably say, and, and we picked up on this is that it did resonate, but also it's something we could we could laugh at too. In in a way that that at the same time, it's something. Uh, it, it, it's rare, just saying for my family, it's rare when we can find something that all four of us will watch. Well, just in, in the general, old days, you didn't have a choice. choice. It was only three and a half <laughs> channels. I was like, was that or Holiday Inn? So did your family all every year gather around and watch this thing? Or you kind of would going think, people would go in and a, out. There I suppose. was a period of time where where we did. Um, I'm after at some point we some of us broke off and didn't watch it. You know, I don't. I think I think it was relatively later on that we started watching this because I, I do remember the first time that I saw it with the family, just like I remember the first time we watched Casablanca on New Year's Eve. That was another, another tradition. tradition. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I was old enough, and like I said, I was old enough to identify with the aspirations of George Bailey. So I couldn't have been that young. And um, yeah. yeah, so you were wise yeah, beyond it, your years. Well, it was a, but it. So I don't know that it was a long period of time that we actually watched it every year as a family, but it, it, um, it certainly became like yeah, it's a, it's funny. It's it's a funny movie. The characters are all all very memorable and the performances are great. I, I think almost across yeah. the board. They, they really hold up. Yeah. I mean, you, you can, wow. there are so many things you can, you can pick apart in it. Um, and the, the one thing that always, that my, my wife was, was talking about how i really gets her is, is the, the part where what, what happens to, to, to Mary Bailey if, if George has been born and she's oh, like yeah. this, this horrible, you know, I don't know. Spinster. Spence, yeah, yeah, an old. She's an old maid, <laughs> a librarian, and, and and like or 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 a lesbian or something. <laughs> oh, she was a thespian. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's the theatrical. The the part that doesn't age well about this movie for me, it yeah. is the moralizing, you know, and this gets back yeah. to you know Pottersville versus Bedford Falls, where it, you know it's is Bedford Falls a better place? Well, in a lot of ways, it is. But is it a better place because it's people stick to it, you know, innocent things, innocent activities? Or oh, they, it's, or and it's and repressed that's, that's part you know, of the, or whatever. The muddled uh, philosophies of, of Gapra, I think, is is the best example. And there, there's all these. The, the funny thing that about Capra was that um, the post World War II uh, movement toward more edgy movies and things like that really bothered him. He hated it, and yet this part of It's a Wonderful Life is very, very dark. There, there's some really grim thing things in there. I mean, it, not not just in the the subject where horrible things have happened, like an entire troop transport of of soldiers is killed because mm-hmm. his brother wasn't there. Uh, all that stuff. I mean, just the 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 way it's shot. It's very, very dark looking. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the music changes. And I mean, it's it's really interesting to me that how how dreary it all is and uh. kind of de- de- despondent. Well, that's, I think yeah. that's why you couldn't you couldn't sustain that through the whole movie without making it the whole movie dark, right? I mean, it's. Um, just why it has to be such a short, I think it's only like 20, 20 minutes or so that he's <clears throat> sees this, 
alternative reality, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, and I I, th- I think it's also so extreme that you have to conclude that it, <laughs> it it's just this uh, very 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 particular thing that because it doesn't make uh, it doesn't all make sense if you <laughs> think about it, but it's it's very much uh, the, well, this point point where where the 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 one the one part that that really is is, is very famous that it's quite a ways in he's I, I think he just realizes how awful things are and he kind of stumbles into the camera and stares at it oh. there, there's this really great shot and, and apparently uh spielberg uh you know basically uh used used it in in raiders of the lost ark <laughs> oh i yeah i remember that scene now that you mentioned yeah, it, it. it it's so funny but he totally like it was a it was a homage to to that scene but but jimmy stewart just like his eyes are really wide and everything's you're right <laughs> so is that funny. is that when he finds harry's grave I, I think it's after he talks to like like he he um learns that uncle billy is in an insane asylum oh, and okay. then he like his mom doesn't know him and stuff and mm-hmm. he kind of yeah stumbles away from the house well, when your mom doesn't know you i mean come on yeah and of course that that's the ultimate like oh wow yeah <laughs> Mm. That, that, and, um, I, you have to of, say that that little 20 minutes or whatever was quite a mind fuck yeah yeah i mean it, it, it was like a twilight zone it, episode exactly almost. yes it, it's mm-hmm. very serling-esque <laughs> no very you know I, the other thing i was thinking of uh is that so george bailey doesn't serve in the war right he doesn't see combat because he's because it's the ear and his brother becomes a war hero um but the the movie takes pains to point out that really George is the one who saved all of those guys. The George is a war hero indirectly, you know. Oh, right. And I didn't think of that. There's a message there, I think, for everybody who didn't actually fight in the war, oh. but did other things that say, "Hey, you you mattered." And I wonder, you know, I don't know how much wow. of that is conscious or how much of it is Capra himself that you know saying. Hey, what oh, I what oh, I yes. did matters. And, and this this I th- Rob, I think wow. I think you you picked up on something that that's spot on and profound. Is that and again I I, I read this book called uh, Five Came Back, which is uh, about Capra and these other directors who went into World War II to make uh, documentary and and propaganda movies for the government, Mickey Mouse movies. Unfortunately, not Mickey Mouse. Although <laughs> Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss did uh, work <laughs> on them too. But <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna say it this time. <laughs> We're gonna get those krauts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and but Ca- Capra what, didn't even get sent really much overseas. He kind of sat at a desk in Washington and court. He was like a, a manager, mm. and he he, always... he was in the swamps. He didn't need to go overseas. <laughs> right. <laughs> the swamps yeah. and, and he he i think he always was I, th- I think had a complex about that and and that i think rob that's where that comes from oh wow yes me because th- th- remember this is just a few years after the war yep yep i i would get i i would think there was a remorse or whatever for people that couldn't go over to serve because there was so much hype and propaganda about serving your country and that kind of thing. And, and there Frank is Capra that whole also, segment. Frank Frank Capra himself tried to enlist in World War One, and was rejected. Hmm. I 
or couldn't serve because he, he had two prostates. Citizen. He wasn't old. He did have two prostates. <laughs> but no, he was not a citizen legally. He thought he was, no. but something wasn't right when he his family came over from Italy. Oh, those. So yeah, yeah, he was. There's a lot of complicated psychology there. There's also the, I mean, I guess getting getting back to it, the, the the outsider status of the Irish, which now is just kind of yeah. funny, right? But yeah, but at the time when he was growing up, or when he, you know, it was it was a real thing. Like the Irish they were the Mexicans. Quite, yeah, they weren't quite white, right? Yeah. So yeah, and the Italians. I mean, yeah. Mr. Martini uh, is is. I mean, mm-hmm. Potter calls them a bunch of garlic eaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. De- definitely. Um, I, the, we always I'll have to have somebody of, to Robin. point a finger at. Our our patter wasn't right there. Rob. Yeah, that was a. That was really um, cool. make, make a make a make a, a call out for all all the character actors in this movie. Oh, jeez, so good. I mean, I mean, uh, Thomas Mitchell, of course, Uncle Billy. He, yeah. he was in a lot of movies in the '30s and '40s, and I mean, he kind of played the same thing, but he's great. In, in every movie, <laughs> he lost eight thousand dollars because he accidentally put it in a newspaper. Drunk Uncle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How often often do you do that? Look, look, no, look, I have attention deficit. So I, I I thought I, that, because remember the old, it was an old thing. You tie a string around your finger to try to remember something, but you had to remember what finger. I never did that, but I I could kind of relate. He even missed, he even missed George, George's wedding. I mean, no. that's like, like, wow. Um, and, and there's also um, <laughs> Ward Bond, who played a lot of bad guys in Westerns. He plays Bert the Cop. And um, another person who is a, a, a woman named Gloria Graham, who, who is in a lot of famous film noir movies in the just a few years after this, plays Violet. Hmm. Is she the kind of hottie or whatever? Yeah, yep. yeah, she was she was the the one who always kind of needed some help and got out of town finally. And what what's her line when they, she came back though? But what what was the line she had about men? The the, the blonde <laughs> gal, right? The blonde gal. Yeah, yeah, she 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 has she has she has a good line about men, but I can't remember what it is. I'll Google it while you talk. Yep. Well, it, it, the the child version of here her her. Um, they're they're sitting there uh, on the the two girls on the stool and and Mary oh, said, yeah. "Well, you like every boy." And she goes, "Well, what's wrong with that?" Oh, okay, <laughs> maybe that was it. <laughs> and she's like I've seven. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. And and and, and the young Mary uh, Hatch is is going to love George till the day she dies. <laughs> at that age. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it's uh, all the ladies. <laughs> they get these ideas in their head. And, at, and speaking at, at of the, the drugstore, there, there's Mr. Gower, who's played by H. B. Warner. Oh, yeah. holy shit! That That's was great. that was really something. That scene. Yeah. He he like hit him and. In, uh, in that in that that other scene where he he's he's a panhandler and comes in. He's at bar. Nick's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, <clears throat> it's it's really striking. Holy shit! Yeah. No. That was, and he also played the head llama in Frank Capra's Lost Horizon. The Dalai Lama, the head llama, the head llama. Uh, no, no, not the Dalai Lama. The, this guy was white. Come on, <laughs> he was like Belgium <laughs> or something like that. 
the great white savior, the that, that's a, that's another fascinating Capra movie. So Frank Capra had he had his ensemble, right? He, he yeah, Thomas regulars. Thomas Mitchell was in a bunch of his movies, and all those directors did. And for, uh, James Stewart did. Um, you can't not take Jimmy with you. Stewart, James Stewart. Well, <laughs> he's Jimmy James to you. Stewart. You can't take <laughs> it with you. So I was thinking about that movie yeah. compared to this one, and. It, is that it, a Frank Copper movie? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, I mean, it's based on a play, but yeah. okay, yeah. Well, I was in. That was the first play I was in. But what? And I know you ran it, so this is going to sound insulting, but no. I, I found the char- the the characters in that you can't take it with you. Ex- annoyingly eccentric, like not like tediously eccentric. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I don't, no, wanna, no, it's no. Actually, it's really want to hang out movie. with them. Yeah. I never, I never figured that. <laughs> mo- I, I never figured that out. I was um, I was in the play and and we had some fun, but it's like I'm gonna go explode some firecrackers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah. the the best way to sum up that that play or movie is a white eccentric privilege. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, well, I don't. I, I'm I'm rich and live in a mansion. And I'm gonna be kooky. <laughs> right. Well, but in England, that it, it's okay to be eccentric. Well, but they're not rich, though. Well, that's why we had a revolution. (laughs) So we could get rid of the eccentrics. It's okay to be eccentric if you're rich. So, so, uh, Phil, did did uh, Jody like the movie? What did you think of it? What's that, Jody? Did did Jody like it? I think some of the themes resonated with her uh, and kind of hit her a little bit more than she was expecting. And I think anyone that's grown up in a kind of a and myself included, kind of a. Okay, so the scene with the he's having that breakdown, and he uh, he kind of attacks his family. Yeah, yeah, like break stuff in the, in the yeah. living room. Yeah, and I'm not saying this ever happened in any of our lives exactly. To that, well, whatever, but I think for people that have had families that have had, um, uh parents who are supposed to be the adults and uh, in charge of the situation and stuff like that when you're a little kid and they might have some mental health issues. I think that um, it was resolved really quickly in that movie. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm not downplaying that at all. And I shouldn't because some of these things go on for years in, in, mm-hmm. in some families. Yeah, that, that scene is hard to watch, isn't it, though? Even no matter what your background is, right? That's it. That's a really difficult five minutes, is all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually, um, um, Donna Reed actually says, "Why are you torturing the children?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. And yes, it it is is tied tied up too neatly. <laughs> right. Well, and I think, you know, it felt. It, it's hard to see, you know, I, and, and I'm not, Phil, I'm not trying to speak to your situation or, or Jody's right, or anybody's, right, right. Sure. but I, you know, it's some, it's hard with someone you love, you know, who's, who's behaving that way. And, um, you, you feel like, um, you know, uh, I, I kind of lost my train of thought. 
<laughs> to well, know it's my turn. No, it's my turn. But, but but no, your 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 um, foundation your your foundation is yeah. is disrupted, right? Because yeah, because up to that point, the kids had this kind of thing. This is what to expect, and then all of a sudden, it it's not that. The foundation is is gone, and the kids have to kind of readjust. And uh, I I don't know. It's that's a whole different movie in the, that in this five minutes. But I don't know. I it it was interesting, and I uh... that that is a scene though we like to quote. Also, like to quote in my family is, "Why did we have to have all these kids?" Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, mean, I think like it uh, because it's an uncomfortable scene. You know, it, I think finding the the humor in it i, I mean i think it, uh, it it is kind of funny you know when he says that and um but it's also very dark it's very dark and you know he doesn't he doesn't feel like he can confide in in his partner you know is the other thing like he's he's completely he completely isolates himself well uh, okay so that's yeah, and, and that's a flaw in the character. If you yeah, look at it that think, way. And, and, but it, how it, many, it, how many, how many men at that time compartmentalized themselves in a situation? I was trying to think of this where you're the sole bread, you're you're the sole breadwinner because of whatever society. He's the whole town's breadwinner. Well, yeah. right. Oh, okay. That's a different level. No, no, no. I, I, and, and but it, you, that's it, a it lot of, me of, of the pressure. Time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's when when Potter offers him the job and he doesn't even. He doesn't even tell her about it. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just another version. Well, he of was that. distracted because she was having a baby. Yeah. Now, <laughs> well, his uh, yeah, no, I think that's uh, it's not good, right? It's, it, I mean, in real life, you know, it that breaks people. Uh, I mean, to yeah. get back to and you don't have an angel showing having, up when you get to the bridge. Yeah. Well, that gets um, back to the whole why? Why is why is George singled out for this divine intervention? Well, he gets, he's getting there's a lot of prayers for him. So yeah. if you take that literally, yeah. it could, it could be off putting. You know, it could be it's like the moralizing again. It's like, well, if we pray enough, <laughs> then we'll get an intervention from God. You know, and um, yeah. geez, that's the last thing that I want to <laughs> message that I want to absorb right now. You know, in the middle of this <laughs> crap. Well, that's what they were like. Wow, we're getting a lot of flack over this. We got to do something. It's like a customer yeah. service phone intake angle. Up, yeah, up yeah, up yeah. Or, or they all went on Twitter and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, we got to block that guy. Yeah, that, um, that, that's really funny. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, no. I but but Phil, to your point, I, I I do like the fact though that he's such a flawed character in a way. That 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 is not he's not he's not this pure character, but yeah yeah no it it I mean there's not a lot of subtlety <laughs> in this but you know I I I am just thinking the uh, the banister um oh what is that the ball at the banister yeah, at the staircase that? that's always loose yeah yeah how many times did that show up was that three times because okay because in children's theater they said everything everything dr johnson would say in my (laughs) theater days everything 
you have to do everything three times, whatever. I, I'm, I'm totally incorrectly paraphrasing him. But or, or, so, or would you call that Chekhov's banister? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like Chekhov's gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think that that is a pretty. Because uh, the, the wish thing with three times, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't the banister three times? Well, I, probably. I, there's there's something to that. I, in more, you know, more than just uh, children's theater. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it and it goes, it's a, it's a widely, <laughs> widely held belief that there has to be three. Uh, Things happen at threes. That's, that's when the audience gets it. It's the third time they see the pattern. I now, guess. I, I think I get it at the first time, but whatever, but that banister, what did, <laughs> what did, what did that, what did that represent? The, the house was, Falling yeah, apart, you, kind of you, a thing. Yeah, or what do you think? Like somebody else go. <laughs> well, it's it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's uh, there's something his, always wrong with this house yeah. that will never be fixed, no matter his, how much like, they try to renovate it. Just like his life will never be, never be. Yeah, perfect. there's always another crisis. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Physical manifestation, and and the third time he kisses the damn thing, yeah, or, or oh, the yeah, fourth yeah. time, and that that calls calls to mind the the um the very famous or maybe it's not famous I don't know I always remember it the SNL um skit oh, yeah. that makes fun of this Do you guys know the one yes I know which one you're talking no. about yeah where, where where they reenact <laughs> the very last scene of the movie and I, is it Dana Carvey <laughs> who's, who's yeah. in it. Well, he would impersonate Jimmy Stewart, sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Jimmy Stewart, and and then oh, Mr. Oh. Potter shows up, and and he goes, "We we you're not even a cripple." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and not, well, and they then, they figure they, out they, that Potter stole the money, and so they go yeah. and beat him up. Yeah, they, they kick <laughs> his ass. What just, a fucking I, asshole, though. He he took oh, that oh, money. Yeah, he, he is definitely he, bad. He gets no comeuppance either. That's the thing. No, he's, no, he's oh, a villain who he, he needs a guardian away. angel to show him something. Yeah. He's got that manservant behind him. <laughs> yeah, there's Did the manservant have any lines? I don't think I don't so. Think no, so. I, he's silent. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's the um who's the guy who who works for Potter who comes to him and says The Bill Cl- no skin off my nose. No guy? skin off the no skin off my so oh, he's been yeah. a, he's been in other stuff too. I mean that yeah. speech is so memorable because yeah. I, John you used to say that you you adopted no that phrase no, no One skin of these, off my this nose. bright young man is going to be asking george bailey for a job yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah, so like, many little, little the the there are so many small scenes that that work so well in that this this movie is definitely worth watching more than once and i understand yep. all, yeah, i all i you still folks. you know i i watched it again recently and it I think I still picked up a couple of little things that like, Oh yeah, I never noticed that before. <laughs> so I, here's a, this is a really minor thing. Yeah. Um, but so, so I was listening to a podcast, you know, where they were talking about this movie and, and someone <laughs> pointed out, someone pointed out that it, there actually are people of color who appear in the scenes in Bedford falls. Yeah. Uh, You've noticed this. You mean, you mean besides the the housekeeper? Besides the housekeeper, right, right, right. Who, who is, oh, and the yeah. and the piano player. Well, yeah, and the piano <laughs> player is in Pottersville, anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. That that 
Well, yeah, but it's it's the, the dark it's it's interesting. <laughs> Is how... that because it was taken over by minorities? Well, it was. Well, you don't see any other ones though. Ja- yeah, so there. No, it, it's supposed Zola's... to be this like like again jazz. No, but it's it's interesting because uh, you know it's Bedford Falls. I mean, I guess they say it's based on upstate New York, and I don't know how racially diverse. I, you know, I suppose any any decent sized city would have some racial minority population. So it's not like, but what percentage of those people were working as dishwashers or whatever? Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Or, or yeah. yeah, Or maids or housekeepers. Yeah. Anyway, I was interrupting a a different, no, keep going. No, I don't know what that was. Um, (laughs) yeah. I mean, this movie is, it's, surprisingly rich and surprisingly weird and for its time even kind of i guess maybe you'd say it in some ways is a a noir movie you know like it has i guess it's like a testing sort of morality i, I guess that's where I, I think yeah so like a, a blanc what do they call it film blanc um yeah yeah so it's like a noir but it in that he's tested over and over again, he's, he's tempted, you know, which is what happens in noir films, except in noir, they succumb, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And they're, they're here they're usually doomed. Yeah. They're, and they're doing yeah, fatalistic. So in yeah. Blanc, yeah. he never succumbs, even though he, it might not have been the best well, because decision it's, for by, him. By its definition, it's divine intervention, right? Well, but and he's yeah. also, he's also tested and, and, and doesn't, you know, doesn't and doesn't and doesn't, and then finally he reaches the end of his end of his rope. You know, is what he says, and he's going to kill himself, which is very noir, right? Um, yep. And then there's and the more dead than there. alive. Yeah, yeah. So Death that's of like a salesman. Is that a, similar to a line in Death of a Salesman? I think he says the same thing. Does he? <clears throat> yeah, I could be wrong. Re- that's a reference, maybe. Huh. I'll, well, I'll also point out the one the, which the side first. thing is that. How how good and I, I didn't realize this before, but um, one of the award nominations this movie got was um, its special effects, hmm. and the the one that's most impressive is all the, the how good the snow looks. It was like, all like the, the streets and um, whatever they were, yeah, that stuff they were using. But it looks actually really good. So they got especially for the time. So they got an award. An Academy Award because of their snow effects, or at least a nomination. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just because of snow. They they came up with some new technique for doing, 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 doing fake snow because apparently it was shot <laughs> in July and it was a hundred degrees out. Really? That wow. that's what I was just reading. Yeah. Oh, no, that's definitely a winter movie. But you would never know that was in July. <laughs> no, and the the only thing that you ever and I still see this when whenever there's a Hallmark movie on or something like that. Then they're all filmed in Canada or something. It is there. You can never see their, their breath when they're outside and they're wearing coats. and all that stuff. Oh no. Yeah. No, <laughs> there was a scene where they were about ready to kiss or trying not to kiss or whatever the hell was going on. Yeah. And, and you could see their breath. You don't see, you don't see actors breaths. In movies, no. usually. No, no, definitely not. That, that was, I appreciated thing. that. But, but the snow <laughs> looks really good though. It, it, it's, it's you know, especially in the black and white 
photography and and the blowing snow looks pretty realistic and oh the, the you got to see the colorized of... version <laughs> the snow is blowing <laughs> well, we're gonna have any... rain tomorrow john oh or thunderstorms it, it's it's like december 15th tomorrow yeah. and we're gonna have uh it's gonna be 50 and uh heavy rains and very windy how wonderful I'm so excited about climate change. <laughs> Reminds me that there was an editorial in the Rapid City Journal many years ago <laughs> about how uh, global warming was actually a good thing because it meant that the weather was going to be pleasant all, more often. No, okay. Oh, those uh, are great. Yeah. So. I mean, that was, yeah, not, I mean, not to rip on the poor Rapid City Journal, but the, the, yeah. the urinal. That was well before its its decline. You but know, also too. because it, in in keeping with this movie, we couldn't wait to get out the hell out of that place. But whatever. So yeah, well, that, that's that's a kind of universal thing, isn't it? Though you want to get out of the nest, Bill. I'm really glad you uh, you liked it. I think did you? No, yeah, he's not yeah. going to admit that. No, <laughs> I did. I did. No, I it's did. No, it's not. It's not as good as the fly too. Don't expect. No, I, I, I don't expect too much. Listen, this movie. <laughs> this movie was way more than I was expecting. It had a, it had a lot going on. I like I said, had a lot to unpack. But I wasn't. Neither Jody and I or I were expecting. Um, expecting that really you know john i think that if you had some some not at about four in the morning if you had just put it on while we were all hanging out at our house <laughs> growing up, you know mm-hmm. like in high school or something yeah phil would have watched it. this movie no I Mar- he, yeah well yeah phil would have watched it lee would have fallen asleep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's the one person i know that fell asleep in duck soup or whatever it was. Oh, how can you fall asleep in duck sorry soup? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it's all about timing, though, isn't it? Timing, time, time, timing, time, timing to lean, time to lean. <laughs> Welcome to hour five of time to lean, <laughs> sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace. <laughs> Promo code by Ma Rainey's Happy Bottoms. Promo code Gower. Promo eight, code eight, eight. Bailey. Six seven five three zero nine. Would what you like twenty percent off time to lean gold? Time to lean, <laughs> time to lean <laughs> coin. No, no time to lean. <laughs> we, we have our own <laughs> cryptocurrency now, Phil. <laughs> time to lean plus. I was thinking. Okay. Oh yeah, we should have our own streaming service. Sure, it could have like ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> It's the worst streaming service ever. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> oh. Wait, John and I could do sports commentary. <laughs> now that's comedy gold. What the? What, what is he doing with that thing? <laughs> oh, all right. I think well, that's about it. Well, thanks for letting me interrupt your patter, gentlemen. <laughs> I appreciate it. The last time Where we talked about this movie, we, I, the song was It's a Life. Mm-hmm. But so we have to come up with something different. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay, we will. God Guys, bless it's America. Been, and it's been something. 
God bless Pottersville, you. Pottersville forever. And happy New Year to you in jail. <laughs> and <laughs> one last observation is is the the the, the scene where um, George and Mary are are walking home from the high school dance. No, and he took he just robes her, and he just robes her, and she's <laughs> stuck naked in the hydrangea bushes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. Kind of going into this whole, well, I can sell tickets, and <laughs> but he was like fifty, call, and he was like in high school, well, <laughs> and he says the police would be on my side. Yeah, I was wondering about that one. I, like, I know what the, what is he talking side? about there? Birth the cop, and he, they're gonna have an orgy or something. <laughs> oh, public nudity citation. <laughs> I don't blame wow, you for taking that, her robe I mean, off. That 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 really got dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the symbolism of the hydrangeas versus the rose petals in his pocket? Zuzu's hydrangeas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll leave you on that that note. Oh no! I don't know how to stop this thing. What do I do? There's a, if we edit out every offensive thing you said, Rob, we'd have no podcast. And here's the song. Angel on the bridge will show you things dirty's ways. He will take you to Pottersville. Those without and those with their fill, and nothing there within between. forever. It's by numbing at the grindstone when you start to think. Reach for a drink Day in, day out It's much the same Bottles fill forever Dances, romances There are no answers No one remembers The questions anyway you don't toss the dice in this game you play fill forever Angel on the bridge will show you things that is ways He will take you to Pottersville those without and those with their fill Nothing there with in between fill forever And all your crowd homes a dance hall and the laundromat Everything in between What does it mean? Free of choice, you have no voice But at least your clothes are clean 
don't you understand, george it's because you were not born.